It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to part two of a very special Spurs show live event here, live at the Albany Great Portland Streets. He's back. Please welcome my co-host, Mr. Theo Delaney. And he's still here. He hasn't gone anywhere. Please welcome again, Mr. Michael Dawson. We left uh, last week's, uh, the last show, uh, with that wonderful night in Manchester. And then the next season, the wonderful Champions League run, 2010-11. Again, I mentioned Clive Allen uh, saying that the, the formation was changed against Man City. He told us the great story that Harry got him to go out to watch young boys play as a scouting mission and came back and went, Harry, no problems. <laughs> no problems at all. We show up, we're going to win. And Harry gave him a mouthful we found ourselves 3-0 down on a plastic pitch. I blame the plastic pitch. And if anyone's seen me doing work the other day for Sky, defending Manchester United, and Jeff's, he soon shot me down. He went, they've only won two games at home. Man United and us. I thought, oh, here we go again. No, it was an absolute disaster start. You couldn't, couldn't write it. We'd worked previously the season before to get us in this op opportunity to go to Champions League. You walk out, you hear that music, you're thinking, wow. What an experience. This is dreams. This is what they're made of. Mm. This is where this football club should be. It's where we should be as players. And we got this opportunity. And wow, we nearly, nearly knackered it in the space of 15, 20 minutes. It was an absolute disaster. You couldn't think of anything worse. But thankfully, we, uh, we got back to the lane and we were still, uh, still in a chance. We well, the, 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 because of history and what went beyond, many people forget that night. That was an extraordinary night. Was it 4-0? I think we won 4-0, didn't we? And it's kind of forgotten the glory, glory nights because of games that went. But that was a, a great night at the lane. 
I think if it had been 3 0 over there, it would have been completely different. Yeah, but Pav true. got the goal yes, and, and right. Basson got the goal. So it, it give us, as soon as, as soon as we got back to 3 2, we, we knew we'd win yeah. back at the lane 100%. Yeah. And that was confidence. But had it been 3 0 and they had an opportunity, I made a mistake down the right and they got down the byline in 80 plus minute and it could have been 4 2, then you think, mm. wow, two goals. 3 2, you, you've scored two away goals. You, you're. Mm should be comfortable and then pitches yeah. in Manchester United defence as much as Jeff shot me down the other week it was it was so hard mm. honestly not, it just shows when we brought them back on grass we absolutely battered them but that um, that AstroTurf pitch was made a massive difference yeah. but 30 minutes it could have been a lot worse mm. it, thankfully it wasn't that season will be remembered as the, that great Champions League run. And the league, I think we finished fifth this season. There was the famous, again, you missed outside. There was the famous game at Arsenal last time we won uh, their 3-2. Raphael van der Vaart came in. Extraordinary player. Uh, again, another left field signing. No one, no one saw that one coming. We talked about Edgar Davis in the last show. What was he like around the place? Pretty quiet. Oh, really? Um, yeah. High expectations, demands, being at Real Madrid. Uh, had an arrogance, but while we could carry it off, mm. another world-class player that you guys got to see and I got to play with. Absolute talent. What a player. Some of the goals, him and Crouchy, mm. I think he played unbelievable with Crouchy and he'll probably speak about Crouchy being a, a big player for him, not just literally the size of him, but the, <laughs> the opportunities he gave for him, he was they were unplayable. Rafa got in a ball, the way he created things. He was a sexy player, wasn't he, for you guys to watch. Yeah. He was, and to play with, he was. He was He was brilliant. And the goals he scored, you could tell he'd been at the likes of Real Madrid and mm. teams like that. He was, an, he was a sensational player. Sensational. You, you and Ledley that season had a few injury problems and William Gallas came in. You mentioned uh, Bastong as well uh, came in. But it was also the season that Gareth Bell announced himself on the world stage with, well, obviously the two displays against Inter Milan. What was he like? I mean, obviously you saw him coming in the team at 17 and yeah. whatever. When, what was he like in training when you lost him in a moment you went, fucking hell, yeah. there's something here. Yeah, I mean, I, my dad had seen him actually at Southampton as a right. 16, 17-year-old player when he was, my brother was at Hull and he just went, best player on the pitch from left back. <coughs> scored a free kick, was incredible. So when he, we signed him, you were thinking, wow, he's coming, you try and take him under your wing, he's only young, how hard it's going to be. And his left foot was an absolute wand. It was incredible. But it took him time to settle in, like, like, like I said. But that, that year, it was like he was playing like Roy the Rovers. He mm. was. He was yeah. like... And people say, who's the best player you played with? And I always say Gaz because he was, there was times when he carried us. And yeah. he, as a defender, mm. you, you don't realise how lucky you are to have a, a player of his calibre. And yeah. picks up the Norwich goal for me is one where mm. about four people try to, yeah. Yeah. try to kill him. Yeah, literally dripping down, yeah. he scores a goal and you think, oh my word, how lucky am I to play with Gas? He just yeah. wins your games out of nothing and, and he did again against mm. Inter. And Maicon was from then finished, but mm. he put, he didn't, I, don't think, I don't think he just put himself on the worldwide stage. Everyone was like, wow, Spurs are a team. These, mm. these yeah. can go a long way. Yeah. Uh, and we did, we had, we had a great journey as, as players and as a football club. It was a, an incredible journey for us all you're back for the AC Milan games what I mean what are those two ties like you're now playing at the San Siro what, what was that like yeah special leading leading the lads out uh, incredible place you go down the tunnel it's like a dungeon it's like the, it's tight you're thinking wow you're going there Gattuso Seedorf yeah. Ibrahimovic you're thinking wow this ain't going to be easy is it we go there and we win 1-0 yeah and what even, a night what a performance what, yeah incredible how and good then, was Sandro that night 
Sandro was yes, yeah, yeah, brilliant. In front of us, you need you need them kind of yeah. players. You always say you need a midfield player in yeah. in front of you to help you. And that yeah. night, they were, the whole the whole team were incredible. But, but you had an incredible game that night as well. I mean, you I mean, you're going to have to have a, in your position and you as the leader of the team in a, in a game like that at the San Siro to win. 1-0 in the sense that you have to have a, a, an unbelievable game. Yeah, and when you're away from home, you're going to go in periods of, of the game where you're under pressure. And I remember Slatan pushing me off and scoring in the uh, uh, 90th minute. And thankfully, it was giving us a free kick on him. Right. But yeah, it was pretty quiet that night. After as it sounds, yeah. it was like, yeah, there you go, Slatan, keep quiet. We go back, we think, lanes are found in your back pocket. Yeah, but we had another 90 minutes to play. I'm yeah. thinking, oh, here we go. He's going back to the lane. What's he going to be like? Yeah. But yeah, an incredible incredible achievement yeah. collectively as, as as a group of players to go there that no one expected us to right. to win to win 1-0 and then bring them back to the yeah. lane and then to be in the next round those nights when you only sit now you, mm. you talk about how special they are because when you're in the moment yeah. as a player as fans yeah you go to the pub and you can do it and you enjoy it you, you see the celebrations you enjoy, as a player you're always thinking of your next game yeah. you, you're at cloud nine and then by the morning you're going right now we're praying for the next game but that was uh, that was a great journey back. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you think that was looking back, iconic games you played with Tottenham? Do you think that was the pinnacle? Obviously, the next one, but the Burnabout, which obviously as a player incredible, but with this awful, awful start and the tie was over. Obviously, very quickly yeah. wasn't in that round. Yeah, I mean the AC Milan one. People always say your best moment in a shirt and. I honestly can't give one because there's so mm. many. That was up there, the Arsenal 5-1, scoring my first ever goal, winning the League Cup, losing the League Cup. You always remember these yeah. these things, but that night, and even going to the Bernabeu, you, mm. I, I look back and see clips, and when people do montage of you, you go back and think, wow, I played there. It, mm. was, it was special. As hard as the night was, everything went against us that could. We could give a set piece away, and that is, you talk about a team giving goals away in the way we did that night. It's a disaster. Anyone yeah. can cut you open. The players are hard, but to give a set piece away with yeah. Addy scoring, yeah. it was a disastrous yeah. start. And then Crouchy getting sent off, there was no hope for him as after But that also, I mean, there were two weird things about that night. Because I was, uh, I mean, I went out there and the, the, the two un, unusual things. One was Crouchy getting sent off for two yellow cards early doors. Mm. So that was so weird. Yeah. I mean, that was just not him at all. But the, the even weirder thing was Lennon. And Harry seeming to suggest that Lennon just couldn't cope with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Lenny played. I saw Lenny at the weekend at the boxing for the first time in a long time. A great, yeah. great friend and, yeah. and a player where I played a lot of football with. We signed at a similar time. Young players, yeah. great lad. And yeah, I was surprised at that. Surprised he didn't play. And Lenny played in big, big games yeah, for us. Exactly. So, but, but but Redknapp did it. He pretty much said that. Oh, just before the game, it was clear he wasn't. He just couldn't. Yeah, couldn't I don't know if Lenny was ill that day. I'm not too sure if he was ill or I'm not. Harry or Lenny, I'm not too sure. I actually yeah. can't remember that, but I remember Lenny didn't okay. play, and he was Lenny was a great player for, yeah. for this football, a another legend at this place. Yeah, fantastic player. There's another one. He was surprised. Yeah, yeah, um, and he played in great big games. So that night was such a weird night. Yeah. Those two things didn't tally. Yeah. It didn't yeah. make any sense to me. Let's uh, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about your time with England and your England career after this very quick break. And we're back for the break. There we go. Uh, your England career, there was obviously the call-up in 2006 under Capello. What, again, talk us through how you got that news. How does that work? Who calls you up to go? Yeah, well, my, well, my England career was short and sweet. Well, I wouldn't even say it was sweet. It was short. <laughs> <laughs> but special and enjoyed it. Yeah, when 
I'd been in an awful lot of squads and even with Sven, I was mm. training before a World Cup, so you get a call and it tends to be Michelle, the uh, the secretary. She's, right. she's not actually there no more. I seen at the game last week, she works for the Premier League. You get a message saying, right, you've been selected in uh, in the squad. Like a text message? This is sort of... uh, yeah, I suppose didn't it probably you, was. You it's really probably was. Sort of didn't they get you when you were very young message? just to be around the yeah, squad? Yeah, that was... Yeah, I think I was in the 21s and I might have been 19. And they let you go and yeah, train with the big ones. They knew you were a yeah. prospect. Yeah, it yeah. was good. It was an unbelievable yeah. experience. Yeah. I knew I was. it was only for one training session, one yeah. in the centre-house. We were doing 11 v 11 and turned up and was with Sven then. So yeah. I was in the England surroundings and then I trained in the summer for uh, would it be six? I can't remember one of the World Cups I knew I was never going to the World Cup it was going to two weeks training great experience and then obviously Fabio was in there and but I'd been in with Steve McLaren and I remember mm. Steve McLaren we were beating Jamaica 6-0 at Old Trafford because obviously Wembley wasn't finished at the time 6-0 up Crouchy scored and I remember Jamie Carragher coming on 6-0 I said to my dad after the game I'm never going to get an England cap never ever we're 6-0 up and I still can't get on I'm thinking I've got an unbelievable crop of players centre halves in front of me: JT, Rio, Sol, Ledley, Jamie Carragher. It was like, how is this ever going to happen? I'm playing as well as I can probably play, and and then eventually it did happen. So, in 2010, like, hungering yeah. Bulgaria. What was yeah. it like? To, to, you know, you you putting the, the England shirt on. I mean, that's again Roy the Rover stuff. It surely. is, yeah, of course it is. You never ever think the dream will will come true when you, like I say, when you look at these players that were ahead of you you think, wow, I've got this opportunity and it was only four caps, but I couldn't be prouder to get four mm. caps. I went to a World Cup as a, as a fan, played golf every afternoon, cleaned people's boots, did everything that no one else wanted to do, trained. I was like a lad's holiday, but yeah, it didn't really go too well, too well for the England fans, did it that year in, in South Africa? Rio missed out and, and I get called up. So from a personal point of view, one of the best experiences in my life to say I've been to a World Cup mm. uh, and there was five centre-halves I was probably never going to play with Ledley number one and JT at the time and, and then Ledley unfortunately got injured mm. and then Jamie Carragher came in he got suspended after two games and then there was Matty Upson uh, I think it was me or Matty Upson there might have been one other centre-half I can't remember and it was going to be me or Matty and, and Matty played and, and then but another unbelievable experience Then the following season 2011-12 you got the bad injury the ankle ligaments against Stevenage, wasn't it? Stevenage in the Cup. What was that like? This is the first time, certainly, at Spurs that you had a quite lengthy time. Yeah, I picked up one with England. I ruptured my ankle. I'd, 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 I had my fair share of injuries, unfortunately, but it's part and parcel of football. It's just how it is. It's how you come back. I know people always say, oh, you'll come back stronger and you can be forgotten. You're the only person that's going through it. You're missing playing football. You're missing being with the lads. You're missing your weekends away in a hotel and you're missing the buzz of winning a football match. So you went through probably three or four months. Uh, but Jermaine did the same as... Uh, we're out at the same time, I think, mm. then. But yeah, it's hard to come back and, and you do. and Especially against Stephen, it's just well, I was thinking yeah. League Cup. I'm missing all the Premier League games. and But yeah, it's part and parcel of football. I had them through my career. But thankfully, my body's still in good shape and I can play football with the kids in the garden. So... I'm still lucky to be like that because I know players players aren't. That's mm. you see players that have put the body on the line for for long periods to to fulfil the dreams, but then at the end of it they are knackered, they're crippled, and and I'm not. So I'll, I'll I'll be forever thankful. Before you got injured, and we talked about this in the recording before, you played in I think our greatest performance of that season, the five 0 against Newcastle. We all fans thought we can go for the title here. There was all the Harry for England stuff going yeah. on. That was like almost the sort of the, the pinnacle of that season. 
and then it all kind of just dissipated. What was it like in the dressing room? You know, obviously you're very close to Harry. He was a great man, motivator, lovely guy to be around. Probably some of you thought, you know, good luck. I hope he gets it. He deserves the England job. But it was a really weird time because he didn't get it. Then he came out and said, oh, I never wanted it. And at the end of the season, he was gone. Yeah, it was, it was the Champions League, wasn't it? We, yeah. we finished. Was that the year when we finished fourth and Chelsea won the Champions League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that year was the 5 0. I think it was Louis and Louis Saha and Adebayo, centre forward. As a centre half, you're thinking, wow. I felt for, I think it was Colacini and Steven Taylor. Mm. He absolutely dominated him. It was so 45 minutes. Yeah. I had all my family down. I was buzzing. I thought, right, Chinese after a few beers. <laughs> Uncle Nana and Grandad, what an easy second 45 minutes. I was like, get this over, straight back to the house. Job done. It was a relief. Yeah, it was fantastic. The lads were brilliant. Yeah. But at the end of that season, the come down of what yeah. happened, obviously, with the Champions League and then obviously Harry leaving, you're thinking, wow. Mm. Someday I will look up. It, and it had to be them, didn't it? It was like, I remember watching it, it was like, how is this possible? Why can't mm. this look happen to us? Mm. It just, you couldn't, you couldn't write it. You mm. honestly could not write it. It was no. like, we finished fourth, had a great season and then you're in the Champions League watching that and going, surely not. Yeah. And then, yeah, mm. and then Harry left, unfortunately. And then the, the next season, 2012-13, just bizarre, I don't know if this is true or not, you were offered out to QPR Rightly, thank God, turned it down. For you, you, you can explain why, and then became club captain. <laughs> yeah, we were speaking about it earlier, weren't we, Dunk? It was it was a b- bizarre moment in my my life, my career, um, and many people would have took it. I love being at the football club, uh, and if I'd followed the money, I would have gone to QPR because they offered me an arm and a leg, double oh, really? what I was on at Spurs. Yeah, oh, wow. it's, but it wasn't the right. Right club, love being at Spurs, and I thought I can prove this wrong. And I'll say to anybody in any walk of life, if someone doubts, you prove them wrong. Mm. Uh, and that's what I did with AVB. I, my career didn't, we didn't get off to the best terms, but didn't really speak to him. But I trained every day mm. and proved him wrong. And, mm. and come November, I played against West Ham, we won. Played against Liverpool, we won. End of that season, got a new deal. Mm. So what a decision it was. Yeah. <laughs> Still not as much as what I was on at QPR. <laughs> Um, what was he like? I mean, you just touched the AVB. I mean, that again, it was a it was a weird one, wasn't it? AVB coming in, and uh, you mentioned Gareth Bell sort of carried the team in great victories. That was that great game against West Ham away yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But it was kind of was he, what was he like as a character? AVB. Yeah. Well, it didn't start great because he tried to sell me after. Yeah. <laughs> but then after that, look, we had a, we had a good relationship. Um, and he just wore his heart on his sleeve. He carried everything. He did everything. You talk about managers trusting your staff. He did everything. He worked so hard. His yeah. preparation. That was probably the first manager that I thought were playing Stoke right. You get your starting eleven. The opposition or the lads who are not going to be playing will be playing like Stoke in training. So you get used to it. His thought knowledge and everything that he did, you cannot knock him. He was, he was relentless and he never switched off. And you see when, he, when we won up, on a weekend, he'd come in the tie, he'd be off his letter, he'd let us have a beer, he was brilliant. But then when he lost, he just felt as though he sh- took it all, which a manager does, but he sort of showed us. So it was hard for AVB. And when he left, like, like I say, as, as a player, you feel the guilt because he'd, I turned his, his thoughts around about me. Uh, he'd made me captain and we had a good relationship and obviously then he went. And, and like I say, when any, any manager got sacked, I always, I felt personally that I was a loyal person. If they'd been loyal to me, I'd give that back and, Ultimately, if a manager gets sacked, the 
the players haven't been performing. Simple as that. Yeah. He had a pretty good first season, didn't he? It wasn't a bad season. No. We won Old and Trafford. Then, there were yeah, some yeah, great games. Some good, we had some and good then games. second season, he seemed to lose his mm. mojo. Mm. He didn't seem so up for it and motivated. And of course, it all unraveled, didn't it? it the Man City over, over a few days. Yeah. The Liverpool yeah. mauling. And, and he, he took it. I remember him calling when we lost to, to Man City and he was like, what's wrong? And, and that as a captain, things that you don't see as a, as a younger player, you don't re- realise a manager picks up the phone to you and, and you did. I used to take it home and you were like, right, I'd walk my dogs when I lived in, in Abridge and you're thinking, please, no one stop. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I think you just leave me alone. Yeah. Like, and, and it's not easy and he used to shoulder a lot of that and we had the pressure from above pressure yeah. and the expectations of, of doing well that comes when you're at a, when you're at a big football club you have to deal with that and we went through a bad bad period in losing to Man City in the way we did and then losing to Liverpool and ultimately I mean the Liverpool game went, was the nail on the head for him wasn't it but yeah. what happens when that when it unravels like that was it was it was it him because I spoke to people there who said he just wasn't the same that second season and Bale had gone of course and he'd been, I think he's sort of been told that Bale wasn't going to go and then Bale had gone and then all these players have been brought in but not by him but by the director yeah. of football. Right? Well, that happens with directors of football yeah. and, and I always think you need to be on the right relationships. You've yeah. got to work together, bring the right players in and ultimately when you lose Gaz, yeah, that any team is going to suffer. Yeah. Caught, I don't care yeah. who you are and, and ultimately we did and the players that came in, you look, look Christian, I think we, we're missing massively top, now. Top I player, think. yeah. Inc- incredible player he was a creator he got on the plot ball but yeah he was one who was getting criticised you spend all that money Polinio everyone comes in you go well he's no Gareth Bale whoever came in was never going to be Gareth Bale yeah. one of the, and in that period Gaz was one of the best players in the world yeah that, um, fact there was no yeah. no doubt yeah. in that that 2013-14 was your last season at Tottenham and and Normally, when someone has their last season at Tottenham they barely play you played 31 games in the league that season so you're absolute regular Tim Sherwood then came in ex-Tottenham man, won the league as a player of Blackburn. Uh, what, was, what was he like to, to work under? Tim was energetic. He'd been in and around the club with the, with the younger ages, so I knew Tim. Uh, I picked up a couple of injuries with the hamstrings. Um, and Yeah, it was, it was a hard season. When a manager gets sacked and someone comes in and Tim did, Tim did well, he was, you thought, is, is it going to be him who's getting the manager's job? And then obviously the end of the season came and they brought Mauricio in and... Yeah, that was 2014, August. I uh, I remember it well. Well, this, I mean, this is it. Is there's come regret? You obviously went to Hull, uh, did well there. Obviously, the, you know, it was a different level. They they went down. Was there regret you didn't stay and weren't part of that whole Pochettino era? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started the season and a bid had came in from Hull. Steve Bruce wanted to to sign me, and, and I went back to the time where I'd been with AVB. and I thought at 30. I was going into the final two years of my contract. Mm. My wife was pregnant. I thought, I can't go another three months at 30 because my career could be going, going down the hill. Uh, could be ending if I don't play for a year. Mm. So I made that decision. And look, Mauricio was brilliant. He was, I stayed for the, for the summer, did pre-season with him and, and Hull tried everything to get me. Uh, and, and when a club accepts a bid for you, you thought, right, my time's up. And, right. and it, it was hard. My wife was saying, look, are you doing the right thing? You never know if you're doing the right thing. And ultimately, we, I went, we got relegated at, at Hull City and it was. I should have stayed for another year because obviously you brought a player in and should have brought, in my opinion, uh, Toby in that year. I, I always say now, if you're going to sign a player, make sure you improve them. And I don't believe that happened the year I left, but mm. then Toby came and it was. How yeah, is it, it different to like QPR coming in and going, you can go, what, what, yeah. what was the difference in your head? Was age. It, right. Age. Age. Right. Uh, more security. I said, mm. if I wasn't... If, 
basically I wasn't going to play. Right. Uh, Mauricio said, look, you might not play. So then I get to 31 mm. and I've got one year left. Where do I go from there? Everything goes into mine. I went there and got a four-year contract. You get security. Mm. Uh, a chance to move north, like I said, when my wife was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and I'd gone through it with AVB and I thought, if I don't play till Christmas, November now, I love playing football. Mm. Was it the right decision when I got relegated? I said no. But 12 months later, I got promoted with Hull City. And let me tell you, to get promoted and lift the trophy at Wembley, to get back to the big time, it was mm. one of the most precious moments of, of, of my career. It really was, mm. to get back to the Premier League. But when I left this place, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was emotional. And Daniel picked up the phone when I'd left. We played, we had a Europe game on a Thursday. And I said to Daniel, I can't come back. I'm too emotional. I just couldn't, couldn't come back. But I always had that relationship that one day I knew I would come back. And, mm. and thankfully, we left on good terms. And, and he wished me well. And, and, and I'm back now. Yeah. And what's it? And yeah. what's it? And what's it like being back? Obviously, you went on back to your, your boyhood club, Forest. Now you're back at Club Ambassador. And what, 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 is, what is the role of a Club Ambassador? It's great to be back. I always said my nephews is the Spurs fans, my little boys Spurs fans, it's just part, always been part of my life. When I left, it was, I think you've got to realise that when I moved, when I, when I lived down here, I couldn't go anywhere. It was, mm. it was one of those. And when I went there, I suppose I had a, a big weight off my shoulders. And right. I said this to people the other day, playing for a football club the size of this, it brings expectations, it brings pressures. And as soon as I had a little kid, that was the most important thing in my life. Mm. And, and I was there, we got relegated, it was a disaster. But to come back now and do an ambassador, see Ledley, see people being part and parcel of it, it's an incredible. I come out and do events, uh, do a lot of work with Sky. Mm. So look, I'm fortunate to play till 37. Mm. Ledley's one of my heroes and he finished at 32. Sad, sad day when I played his, mm. played in his testimonial. So you make decisions. If I'd have stayed here at 30, would I have played till 37? We'll never know. Uh, but thankfully I did and, and I'm back now. And looking back as a player... And, and the times you had, what, 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 what does Tottenham Hotspur mean to you? Everything. It gave me all my opportunities. I played the best football of my career in the nine and a half years. I fulfilled every dream I ever dreamed of, of a young kid. Mm. Playing in the Champions League, lifting a trophy, playing for your country. You, you don't set out as a young kid thinking this is going to ever happen. You honestly don't. You, you have a talent. And Do you really believe it's going to happen? I played with players who were better player than me when I was... 16, 17, 18, they didn't go on to have the career I did. So I'll, I'll always always appreciate everything I've, I've got uh, and everything I've done. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, here and at home, Michael Dawson. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co. UK. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.